You're listening to a podcast from The Pool. Hi, I'm Viv Groskop, your pool agony aunt, and this is Waving Not Drowning, where I'll discuss how to combat your problems and solve your emotional issues. On this week's Dear Viv, coping with being long-term single, what to do when you've lost your faith in men, when your flatmate might be pregnant but hasn't told you, and what to say when a friend is going through a really hard time. Our first question this week. Dear Viv, my question is about looking to the future. I'm currently 31 and living in London with a flatmate. I have a great job, good friends and a loving, supportive family. But I've been single on and off for about six years and I worry about the future. In the last few years, many of my friends have married and had families and I worry that in about five years' time, I'll still be living my same life while everyone else has moved on. How can I feel excited about the future? I would love to meet someone and I've tried expanding my social scene and dating apps, but they don't seem to work. Thanks. Dear 31 and living in London, do you know how many people could have written your letter? Millions probably, and I bet a good 97% of them would like to go out with you. Instead of looking for them, you've decided though to live in this imaginary situation in your head in five years time. You don't need me to tell you this is a bad idea. Let's look at the positive things in your life. Great job, good friends, loving, supportive family and single on and off for about six years. That means you've also been in relationships on and off for about six years. So what's the point in focusing on the off bit? Focus on the on. You've had relationships. You will have more. You might even have one relationship which ends up being the relationship. Who knows? Life is a beautiful and mysterious thing. I don't think your problem is that you are currently single. I use the word currently advisedly. I think your problem is this. How can I feel excited about the future? You're not excited about the future at the moment because you have looked five years ahead and seen yourself there single. What a waste of your own time and imagination to use them to conjure that up. Couldn't you at least have imagined yourself single but in New York? Single but running a multi-million pound company? Single but running a soup kitchen that also doubles as an amazing art gallery? There is so much stuff out there to do and relationships are just a tiny part of it. I'm not going to argue with you about the difficulty of meeting people on the social scene or about dating apps. I know it can be hard to meet people on or offline. But what is not difficult is to cultivate things to love about your life. Your passions, your friends, the way you're going to change the world. Seek those things out. And then you might find that mysteriously people gravitate towards you. So stop living in the imaginary future and figure out what you'd most love to do right now that has nothing to do with relationships. Our next question. Dear Viv, I recently dated a guy for around eight months when I found out everything he said was a lie. I found out he's never had a job, didn't live where he said he did for half the time and hadn't had the education he claimed to. It's really affected me as I was always suspicious and confronted him, but he always got angry and said I was being paranoid. 
I'm now back on online dating, but I find myself thinking everyone is a liar and I'm persuading myself not to get back out there and on dates. What should I do? Dear Paranoid, Oh, heavens, I feel your pain here. Boy, do I feel your pain. Funnily enough, I have been in almost exactly the situation as you a long time ago. It's not always that we can honestly say to someone who's suffering, uh, but in your case, I can say this. I know what you're going through. There's a line uh, in When Harry Met Sally, one of my favourite films, when Jess and Harry are at the ball game and Harry has broken up with his girlfriend and he tells Jess that when they split up, she said, I don't think I've ever loved you. Well, that is exactly what an ex-boyfriend said to me, someone who a few weeks previously I had thought wanted to marry me. When we finally split up, he said to me, you have been living a lie. Thanks, mate. The fact is, though, you haven't been living a lie. This guy has been living the lie. You trusted and you believed in something. It was real to you. Just because this person was not living through the same thing doesn't make everything a lie. It's really hard afterwards to know how to trust your own feelings when you go through something like this. But you need to separate out your experience from this person's behaviour. Sure, you made a miscalculation and you misread the signs here. Although even that's not entirely true because you did suspect and you did try to find out what was going on. If anything, this whole experience is proof that your instincts are good, not bad. I don't think you need to avoid going on dates because you're paranoid. I think it's natural that you would be wary of people for a while. But I do think maybe you need a break just to get over the shock of all this. Be kind to yourself. Let the wounds heal. Remind yourself that this is a one-off and very few people behave like this. Take a break from dating for a while, perhaps. After this happened to me, I didn't go out with anyone else for about 18 months. But the next person I met after that was my husband and we have been together for nearly 20 years. So what I'm saying is be very careful what you wish for. Only joking. Look after yourself and be kind to yourself and to the memory of your poor, broken, lying ex. Our next question this week. Dear Viv, I have a feeling that my housemate is pregnant. She moved in about eight months ago after my best friend moved out to live with her boyfriend. It's a great two-bed flat with cheap rent and I've lived here for four years now, so it's definitely home for me. She's got a boyfriend who's here all the time but lives nearby. I'd say he's here four or even five nights a week. In the past few months, she stopped drinking entirely and developed what I strongly suspect is a baby bump. She and I are friendly, but we're not friends as such. I found her on a flat sharing website, so I wasn't friends with her before. But she seemed nice when I met her, so I agreed to let her move in. She hasn't mentioned a pregnancy, so I feel like I can't bring it up. What if she's just put on weight? But I'm worried about what she's expecting to happen if or when she has the baby. Obviously, I don't want to live with a baby and presumably her boyfriend would be staying here even more once it was born. And I don't want to have to move out so that she can live here with the baby. What can I do? Oh, I love this letter. I love this line. Obviously, I don't want to live with a baby. This just amused me. You are running so far ahead here. First of all, you don't know for sure that she's pregnant. Second of all, even if she is... You have no idea what her plans are. So I think it's important to calm down and stop speculating. 
It's your flat and you're in charge. No one is going to make you do anything you don't want to do. I'm guessing that you are terrified of confrontation (laughs) and that is the reason you're getting so stressed about something that hasn't happened yet and may not even be true. Trust yourself to handle this confrontation if and when it comes reasonably and kindly. If she is pregnant and wants to stay, you can just explain to her very calmly that that is not possible. That's not a big deal. You will be able to do that. But I'm racing ahead with you here too, saying that. I repeat, you don't even know that she's pregnant. And if she is, maybe she's planning to move in with her boyfriend. So slow down, stop making assumptions and wait and see what happens. By staying calm and not turning it all into a big drama, it shows that you've got enough faith in yourself to have a reasonable confrontation should the need arise. Meanwhile, put a lock on the biscuit tin. Our last question this week. Diviv, what do I say to a friend who has had to have a termination for medical reasons? It was a planned pregnancy, but there were complications that meant the fetus wasn't viable. She's really upset and I don't know how to help her. I'm devastated for her. Oh, you are a kind, kind friend and this is a very good question. What do we say to someone who's suffered a tragedy that is hard for us to put into words? You say, I don't know how to help her. The thing is, you don't have to help her and you probably can't. What you can do is listen to her if she wants to talk. She may not want to talk, in which case just be there for her. When something like this happens, it's good to know that other people are there for you, even if you can't quite face them yet. You ask, what do I say? Here's what to say. I'm so sorry. And how are you feeling? It really doesn't need to be any bigger than that. That's all for today. If you have a problem you'd like to submit, please send your email to dearviv at thepoolltd.com or tweet us at thepooluk. Thanks for listening. Join us again soon and sign in to thepool.com where you can get more content specifically made by us for women like you. We hope we see you there.